Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Franken Culture Armbar podcast. We missed last week due to def- technical difficulties and some personal things that are going on, but we are back this week. Uh, today, I have with me, as always, the lovely, imbalanced Katie. Hi. Hi. And as always, we have the tough and macho Cliff doing it. What's up? I try to give you try to give you now never mind whatever she does it all the time I still get into (laughs) I don't know if that's the best thing to go off on but okay (laughs) so he's just like hey what's up guys (laughs) (laughs) he's worse than Brock Lesnar Black Lesnar Black Lesnar (laughs) I have not forgotten that we'll never forget that never forget never forget so we're going to change it up this week, what we're going to do, uh, because we're all in agreement that Raw and SmackDown has just been not the best with its direction in creativity. We are just going to break it down, what we feel, or what Katie and Cliff, they're going to break down, what they feel was the top three moments to them for the past week. So last week's NXT, Monday Night Raw, and then... SmackDown Live and 205 Live on Tuesday, which was yesterday. We're going to break them down, and then we're going to deliver some moments that could have been heavily improved on or just they, why, why bother? Because a lot of it recently has just been why bother? So we're going to start plugging, pulling out the positives of each week. So that way we're not drained about all the bad stuff. And I think that's a very good idea. That was a combination effort of Katie and Cliff thinking that it's a good idea. I agree. So, Katie, we'll start with you, because ladies first. Oh, thank you. What was your first top moment of the week? Okay, well, the first thing that came to mind for me was on SmackDown, um, New Day versus Bar and Miz. Um, I thought it was a great match. Um, it's, it's one of those things that make you remember why the New Day is so good. Like, especially when they're getting kind of stale with the pancakes and stuff. Even though I, that still cracks me up. But um, just how good they are in the ring and how good they are together. Um, fantastic match. I really loved it. It was a great showing. Mm-hmm. That was a great showing. And it, it really goes to show that they're really, they really have the capability of really pushing Big E. Oh, into yeah. the spotlight like oh, that just that dynamic those six guys yeah. together that dynamic is fantastic the Miz Seamus and Cesaro work so yeah. well together and work play off of each other so well almost as well as the New Day yeah and it's just it's it's just yes 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 yes, yes I yes. agree <laughs> so we still so with that leading in do we still yeah think I'd have to is, we still think Big E is going to be money in the bank going. Yes. Um. Honestly, so, after after yesterday, I actually think it's going to be Xavier Woods. But I'm hoping I'm hoping it's Big E. I think he needs to be in it. Cliff. So I think I think I think so. I'm still going to ride with Xavier Woods. Um. But yeah, no, it was a great showing by Big E. Like I really think that they kind of put him over a little bit, especially because he he beat the Miz or he had that great match with the Miz last week. And then this week he has another great showing. So it was definitely a lot of fun to see. And there was like a lot of great moments just in that match alone. You know, you could mm-hmm. go everywhere from the double team between the double team with Xavier and uh, Big E or even 
when uh, you had uh, Xavier jump off the top rope and he got caught. It's a lot of great moments just in, in all the matches. Man. I just, yeah, I was, just Kofi in I was general deeply lying over the This is what it was. It was, yeah, it was very, very good. Daddy Batty Woods. Cliff, what was your first one? Like I, I would have to agree with Katie that that is one of my favorite moments. But I think uh, my f- other favorite moment would probably have to come from Raw. Um, and it would be Drew Galloway versus Gable. I really liked this match a Who? lot. I thought it was a great show. Who? <laughs> Shut up, Martin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know who this Drew Galloway person is. I know of a Drew McIntyre on Raw. Luis, hold on a second. You did say Drew Galloway. I'm sorry. I mean, I get Back. that. Did you think I said Drew Galloway? Because that's not what I said. I said Drew and Gable. It sounded like Drew Galloway. You said Drew Galloway. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you did. Katie Drew and Gable. I, I, I mm. may, I'm telling you what I, I know what I've said. I think it's fine. We can well, this is recorded, so you'll just have to re-listen to it when it gets done. So, McIntyre and Gable's match. Yes, I agree. Fantastic. Go on. Showing between the two of them. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Drew is just... It shows some strong points. It shows some very strong points for, for Gable where he was at, and then for McIntyre. I mean, it just showed why he's as good as he is right now. Like, just everything he's able to do. It was a phenomenal showing from those guys. They are booking Drew so well. Mm-hmm. And it's... Ugh, Daddy Drew. Daddy! Hey. <laughs> can't deny that that man has more sex appeal than a fucking Adam and Eve sex shop. <laughs> yes, he's very attractive. <sighs> I'm melting just thinking about him. <laughs> Alright, calm your tits. Tits are... <laughs> when you talk about Drew McIntyre, my tits will never be calm. <laughs> I definitely agree um, with that one. That was a What's good your one. number two, Katie? Uh, my number two was Actually, from 205 Live, Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship. Main event from 205 Live last night. Excellent match. You guys, if you're not watching 205 Live, you really just need to. Like, get over the fact that the crowds are dead, usually. The crowd was actually extremely into this match last night. Um, I mean, mostly because they're, um, they were home state for Cedric, not exactly hometown, but home state, and they were really into it. Um, great showing. Um, there was a couple of little bits in the beginning that I wasn't a huge fan of, but when they got into it, I mean, keep your eye on Buddy Murphy. Like he is so good, so good. So yeah, that was uh one of my top three of this week. And it's funny because Buddy Murphy really didn't have. I would have to agree. Buddy Murphy didn't really have a successful NXT career. Like it, it was, it was pretty. He had that little blip, and then it dis- then he just disappeared for the, like the past two and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> mainly did only NXT house shows. Yeah, but damn, that what a fucking treasure they've been sitting on and not doing anything with because truly, truly the best kept secret of NXT really has. Yeah, it really has because yeah. like where the fuck has this been? Because you haven't been showing him clearly. He's been training. I mean, you watch those videos he was posting on Instagram and online and everything. He's been training and, and, and just getting his shit in. And yes, he has. Like He is definitely someone to look out for. And I really yes. 
cannot wait because he, him and Cedric have such good chemistry together. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. That match, definitely match of the week. Yeah, I would say it was probably a better match than half the shit they've been putting on pay-per-view for the past couple of pay-per-views. Oh, without a doubt. Like, we got that for free. Well, yeah. technically, no, we didn't because it was on the network. And you still have to pay for yeah. the network. But still, that was on, you know, that was regular weekly programming. Yeah. And it's very worth noting the fact that most of what 205, what is on 205 Live is better than what they, what match they had at WrestleMania. And that was still a good yeah, match. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, great it was match. a pretty good match, but it wasn't nearly what those guys could do. No, no, it really wasn't. It, it wasn't anything near what Neville and Austin Aries did the year prior. Oh, and then I have to say, though, like one thing I did like one of the moments I want to stand out on is when Cedric was he was going to attempt to dive out of the ring, like to hit uh, Murphy and then Murphy like move back. And then you just saw like Cedric like fake it. And then he does the backhand spring, comes back and just yeah. stares at him. And I was like, that's a solid moment. Like there's like great in between moments for both those guys, man, where they were just doing it. And then. It was Cedric, you know, coming up with the two huge kicks right there towards the end. And then with the lumbar check, I was like, man, that's this is how wrestling is supposed to be. And and 205 is definitely like I've been watching the last couple of weeks. I watched and I see when it first started, I wasn't very impressed. Now watching the last couple of weeks, it's, it's been 180, 180 degree turn and it's shown mm-hmm. why Triple H really should be running Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. It's like 205 Live is like NXT's younger brother right now. Yeah. Because the way that they're going creatively, it's been a slow build to get there. And I feel like we're riding a high now. It's going to have some dips and turns. We know that it, it usually wrestling never stays on a steady course, especially with WWE. If you, if you bank on it having a steady course, then you're just going to yeah. get disappointed. But... Damn, has 205 Live been showing yeah. up and showing out? The best thing they did for it was get Drake Maverick. Yes, and have, put Triple H in charge and have Drake Maverick be yep. a authority figure on TV. Yep. Which sucks because fucking Spud can wrestle, but yeah. hey, you do what you need to do. Man's happy to be in WWE regardless whether he's wrestling or not. I'm sure he's just happy. Yep. So... Cliff, what's your number two? So it's funny because Katie and I are kind of on the same page about everything. So the Drew, the New Day, Miz, uh, Buddy, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander has been amazing. So I'm gonna see if I can attempt to take one from her before she says it. I'm gonna have to say yeah. uh, Rico- Ricochet and Dream versus Lars. Like oh, uh, man. last this week. What a what a. What a what a fun match that was! Just even like the start of it, right? Where Dream was like trying to intimidate, he was trying to intimidate uh, Ricochet, and then he was getting beat up. So he tagged in Ricochet. Ricochet was trying to do his thing, had a little bit of success. Tagged in Dream. Dream tried started have some success, and then both those guys looked really good. Like if that was a tag team that was gonna form, like either on the main roster or even on NXT, like I would be all about that team. They were so good together as far as like chemistry goes. And then just like the ending of the match was amazing. Once Lars really started to get the one up, you know, we had the, the mishap. And then after that, you just saw, you know, Dream hit Ricochet with that 
I, I don't even, I'll be honest, I don't know what it's called. This like cartwheel slam that he had was amazing. And then he just stood over top of him, was yelling, and then got out the ring before Lars came back in. And it, it, it was what it was. I thought it was just a great all-around match. Mm-hmm. I, they're, they've really come into making Ricochet, who was known to be on the indies as kind of a spot monkey. Yeah. Definitely had like those choreographed spots to where it was just highly unrealistic. Cool to look at, but after a while, you would see another one and another one and another one, and it got kind of old. And it's just like, okay, can you do anything different? And a lot of people were afraid that when he came into NXT that he would be a lot of that again, just on WWE programming. Yeah. And it's good to see that he isn't. That it's it's definitely a more well-rounded aspect of wrestling coming from Ricochet. Because, damn, that man is quick and can move. And I am so happy he's NXT. And Dream, don't sleep on the Dream. No, never. <laughs> Mm-mm. That man got praise from John Cena this week. Yeah. As being, like, the it factor of wrestling that WWE has right now. So... Hate on his gimmick or whatever, but don't hate on his ability. Oh, I love ability. the gimmick. I, I love, love it too. So many people think it's overly flamboyant. I was like, who cares? Who overly really? flamboyant is a thing. You could use it as what, a gimmick. But what does it mean to be flamboyant? Like, are we really talking about him? Because like, Flair, Macho yeah, Man. Yeah, that is true. Gold dust. Gold dust. Yeah. Those are flamboyant men. <laughs> and uh, you, don't, you don't complain about that. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, whatever. It's just people being, <laughs> just wrestling fans being homophobic. Yeah, wrestling fans being wrestling fans. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, I was, hey, I was talking just about it. Dressed that way, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was talking about it with Michael earlier that that was probably one of the best like handicap matches. Like, just really good, just a good match altogether. And just like the fact that you knew that Dream was gonna like, there was no way they were gonna end it. Like. With the two of them beating Lars. And it was just like, but then all of a sudden it kind of fooled you. You're like, wow, is he really gonna, like, they're working together. They're really going a long time. Like, are they gonna beat him? And then the turn happens and you're like, ah, shit. Like, I knew it. And then Lars wins like he should have. And it was just, it was very good. It was well put together. It was a good match. Um, Really enjoying what they're doing with Ricochet. Love what they're doing with Dream. And love what they're doing with Lars. So, enjoyed it a lot. And I felt like I felt like all three of those guys like benefited from that match. Like normally you probably see like one dude kind of lag in the background and you're like, all right, you know, it was a great match for yada yada. But no, this was like a good match for all three of those guys. I was definitely impressed. I thought like Ricochet had great spots. Dream had great spots. Lars had to come back win, which made him look even stronger than what he was. So it's it's or it's as strong as he is. So I was definitely I was definitely high on that match, too. Mm-hmm. De- definitely excited for Alistair Black versus Lars at Chicago. Oh man, like I am just like when I first heard about it, I was kind of like meh. But the way they're building up Lars and the way they make him look, I mean, whew. NXT knows love... how to build. They do. They really do. They really do. What is your third one, Katie? Okay, well, since uh, somebody's. I had said um, I actually went to bed early, so I just kind of saw highlights 
of this, but Old the lady. women's the women's gauntlet match on Raw, um, you know, really, really happy that they're just when when the girls have something important going on, they have them as the main event, like they should. And it's really awesome, you know, when the show closes out with the women. And I, I at first I was kind of like, oh, you know, I heard Sasha won, so I was like, uh, figured like she came in last and she won, but they really did a good job of showing Ruby. Um, I thought they they did they did a right, you know, right by by some of the girls in, in that, and I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, you know, Sasha, it makes sense, Sasha going in. I would have liked to see Ruby win, but um, I thought the women's call match was pretty good on Raw. Yeah, I, I, I like, I, I thought the beginning of it was really smooth. The quick elimination of Liv and then Sarah coming in, that that was pretty decent. And then, you know, Bailey having to get over the basically the whole Riot Squad on her own. Mm-hmm. post beatdown like it, it solidified ruby as like a top top contender top heel that she can hang because she she was in the match for the rest of the night like she was in there the longest yeah and what a crowd like i love the crowd pop from mickey like it's just like uh i want more of mickey uh-huh. i just want i just want her i want her to have seven reigns i want her to get that number seven I like that that's her goal. Like, no matter, it's it, whatever the means to the end of having her to be a, her be a bad guy, her being a good guy, she's going to do whatever she needs to get closer to that seven. And I like that that's her character-driven focus. Like, it's established. Mm-hmm. Like, I love character-established, you know, stories. And that's hers. She came out just waving around number seven. She's like, I'm going to go for number seven, yeah! But no, the, the whole match, aside... If I have to take away from one negative, it's the fact that they, how much they put over Sasha, like, winning the whole thing when she was just there for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Like, didn't she do that the last gauntlet match? But she overcame Nia? Okay. Like, if you really want to show off Sasha, have her be in in there the longest. That's how it would, you know, show Yeah. I thought she was going to come out and start. I thought she was, too. Yeah. And it's like the whole Sasha Bailey thing is just dead. Which, if it is, then it's fine. So annoying. If it is, it's fine. They had zero interaction, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. They focused, it was focused on Ruby and the Riot Squad. And then, you know, Sasha winning it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Other than mm-hmm. the one little bit blip at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And while Cliff figures out his issue oh geez yeah he just went bloop oh no so yeah cliff basically what we're saying was uh now that you're back with your connection issues we were saying that basically the gauntlet match with sasha and everything winning was good just would have been better if sasha actually started the match and finished it so that way it had her have a good showing instead of just typical run out last and win be advantageous okay Mm -hmm. well Okay, now let me let me backtrack. So I don't know if Sasha would have been the best pick as going first. I definitely would have liked to see her go probably like third, like in the middle. Just like you would have, you know, you could have her. Um, I don't know. It's funny because I thought the order was set pretty well, minus the fact that she was first or she was last. So I would have probably put like Liv, Dana, or no Sarah, and have Sarah beat Bailey, and then go Sasha right afterwards, and then have her beat Mickey, and then have Ruby come in last. 
because then you can have a really good spot where you have Mickey and Sasha having a, like, like a really good match, and then Ruby comes in and tries to clean up, and instead you have the finish still show up the same way. So I think that would have worked better having her either first or last. Even though Sasha won it, I still think Ruby was the star of the whole match. Yeah. Like, I, you I can see that that's what they did. And that's just, I, I just love her. I love Ruby so much. It's like, I can't not. Ruby is great. Ruby. Yeah, they're literally saying, like, yeah, we know that Sasha won this match, but you should really watch Ruby. Like, that's oh, yeah. really what the WWE is yeah. saying right now with that. Because mm-hmm. she got the and, win over Bailey, Dana, Mickey. So she got three wins. What 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 is oh. your third and final good field time wrestling moment from this past week? Cliff. Um you so we've talked about the Gable match, we've talked about the New Day, we've talked about Murphy, uh, we talked about the Ricochet, uh, you brought up the women's money in the bank match. That was my other one. But I had to hurry up and quickly write down one. So uh, I'm gonna go back to NXT and we gotta talk about the the first match of the night. Uh, Lacey Evans. I thought that was uh, a phenomenal match with uh, with Sane. Thought the two of them looked really good, and it was just kind of nice to see Evans get her first win. So, and I, you know, I think like they were talking about like her daughter was in the crowd like when it happened. So it was definitely to me it was like a feel feel awesome moment. See, that's that's the thing. Oh, it was a good match, but my my boyfriend and I have been talking about that we don't like that her daughter's being shown. Like, she's this big bad heel. Why are you showing this cute little blonde, curly haired little girl holding up a sign that says, Lacey Evans is my mom? Like, even in all of the times that Kevin Owens talked about doing all these terrible things for his family, you didn't see cute little, you know, their cute little, you know, boy and girl being shown. So it's like, that's my only thing. It's like, I don't know if it's a good idea that they're kind of showing daughter. And- making her look like this, you know, good old mom when she's kind of not a good, you know, she's a bad, she's a bad guy. Is she, yeah, is she really going to be the heel still? Because I feel yeah. like, I feel like they, they didn't really give her like, so she was a heel last week. And I definitely agree with that part, but it felt like, or not last week, the week before, but I feel like last week she didn't really come off heelish. Is it a feel? I felt like it was just a woman who was like, extremely intense in her match i didn't think she she didn't pull off like any heelish kind of moves i just felt like even her i felt like her song was different too i don't know if you guys if that's been her yeah her song has definitely become different i was like i don't really because i know like two weeks ago it was like a bunch of pinup girls kind of singing like 1930s style and then like wasn't that same song so i was like okay trying to like make her more of a face type well, I think like, that's what okay, they should have cool. done. I, I didn't like her. They should have done that first if they're going to be like promoting her as like a mom with a kid and everything else like that and show off the kid. That's very, that's very face things to do. And they're not doing it with her being a face. So it's very confusing on how they're trying to build her up. Regardless, her ability in the ring has definitely improved from when she debuted and she's just, she's killing it. She's fucking killing it. So mm-hmm. I love That's her. As a wrestler I'm, I'm in curious general. to see how they say. I'm curious to see what they do, and I know like we'll probably people will probably hear this in a couple of days, but I'm curious to see what happens tonight if they like debut or if they show her, if they talk about her, and just see if she ends up going in a different direction because obviously we knew like 
you know, Sasha was the same way where she started off kind of face and then she, you know, her and Summer Rae had their thing and then she turned heel. Well, she had more heelish tendencies mm-hmm. and same with Alexa Bliss. Bliss was the same way. She was that old preppy cheerleader looking kind of girl. And then, you know, she, she flipped. So it's just interesting to kind of see. And I kind of see like maybe Evans is the same way and maybe like NXT is going to start trying to really push her a lot more so that, Physically, she kind of matches up with Shayna Baszler a lot better than what some of the other girls do. So it'll be, I don't know. It's just, to me, it just looks interesting. And I'm kind of intrigued to see how they handle her as a face. If they're going to handle her as a face. Yeah, I don't think they are. I think she's still a heel. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah, it's just, it, like I said, it's very it's very weird. I get, a mish, I get a mishmash of different things going on with her. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it's interesting. I'm confused, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. And I trust NXT to do do it correctly, so whatever they're doing, I'm I'm going to sit and watch cuz they have a pretty good track record of how they build up their women. So Mhm. Moving on to the the lesser points in life this mm. past week in WWE. Katie, we'll start with you. Big Cass. Oh, what up? What, big what Cass. Up? Just big cast in general. Got it. Okay. Yeah, what? no, I hate him. <laughs> oh. Hate? Oh, I hate word. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a strong word and it's appropriate. Cast sucks. Um, no, I hate I I hate I hated the way he interrupted Brian and and um Joe on SmackDown. I hate his stupid whiny little Oh, you guys are actually children shut the fuck up you gimpy son of a bitch like he's just he's not a heel i don't mike michael literally like my boyfriend literally got up and took a shit while he started talking so like it's not heel he it's nobody cares like i don't care we don't care we hate him he's the worst Hmm. i hated his little fake out i hated all that too go bye bye so that was my worst of the week Cass, always. You think they're going to build into a Cass and Brian match at Money in the Bank? Of course they are, and I'm going to not care about it. You're just going to hope that Brian wins it? Oh, yes, absolutely, because he should. He should always beat Cass. He should have beaten Cass when he wasn't wrestling and had a concussion. Oh. Cass sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we know Katie's true feelings, and we'll never, ever meet up with Cass on a uh, Tinder hookup, why if, would I have a Tinder hookup? <laughs> I just, it felt like the right thing to say. Okay. So, Cliff, what is your worst moment of the week? I think for me, the, the worst moment, um, uh, I would say the B-team barbecue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't like it. I thought it sucked. I thought it was horrible. And even afterwards, when it got leaked out, about what was being said in the back with the producers and everything. I just, I couldn't do it. I was like, you know what? This made me even hate to hate it even more. Like what I liked what was leaked. Cause I didn't hear or see anything about that. So you're gonna have to explain yeah, that. To so me. crazy enough. Um, the script was leaked of what teams were going to be talking, what teams were going to be participating in like the dialogues, uh, what was going to be. Um, so there's like talks between uh, Vince, uh, Billy Kidman and uh done and they're all talking they're like directions and does this skit make sense and does it make sense in the show and does this happen does that happen there's like a lot of like a lot of things they're like it's like a checklist essentially is what got leaked out for that skit and Mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't genuine 
It didn't really put anybody over. It just made a mockery of all the tag teams, which really irritated me a lot more. Uh, so it's like, who's going to face Matt and Jeff Hardy? Oh, I don't know. Let's have let's have the B team, right? Oh, the B team hasn't had really win success. Oh, we'll throw a barbecue together. It just seems something like they'll do. Now, I will admit, funny spots in that segment, right? So Rhino throwing bologna sandwiches to the crowd. <laughs> uh is laughing. Um, the one I couldn't take. Uh, the other one I literally liked. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like Katie's probably so hard. Katie, Him. Katie would be that person that would do that. I would absolutely just sit there and bologna sandwiches and to the crowd. And frisbee bologna sandwiches. That I mean, Rhino, everything. The argument between God uh, Titus and uh, Heath when it was mentioned. Titus was making comments about the food and how it wasn't really that good. And they have no ribs and no steak, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, he came in. He was like, are you kidding? Have you ever been to West Virginia? This is a, this is everything that we have here. This is amazing. And then, like, you know, it went back and forth. I thought, like, I thought there was great moments in that segment. But overall, I just thought that segment, that segment was hot trash. Hot mm-hmm. trash. Hot trash. Katie, what was your second thing that was hot trash hopefully it's not cast breathing uh no that's you know that's well yeah but no um actually um i this may come as a surprise but it's a surprise to me that this person would even be on my list um but i really from last week's nxt not a fan of the way they're kind of going with johnny and candace uh, not a fan of what they're doing there. Um, I didn't really like the segment. I definitely didn't like that he pretended he was um, retiring and then surprising Candace by saying he wasn't and he was going to challenge Tommaso again. And then the whole fake out, you know, her trying to get the, the referees and then the whole accidental attack where he he fell on her and she hurt herself. Um uh, this is uh, no, I'm not a fan. Ugh. I don't like this whole thing that seems like Candace may turn on Johnny. Um, we were talking earlier, Johnny is it's not, you know, he beat him. I don't know why we're doing it again. It's just kind of, I, I don't know if I have that much faith in them that they won't fuck this up. So I'm kind of nervous, you know. Everyone knows I love Johnny. I love Candace. Tommaso was a great heel. I'm just nervous that they're gonna screw it up. Um, and I'm just I'm not a fan of the way they're going right now. So that was one of my least favorite segments. Did you like the uh, little segment where Johnny picked up the little contract for the street fight, and Candace was like, "I'm done," and she walked out? Um, I no, because it, again, that seems like she's she may they may break them up or something. It'd be really fucking stupid. But, I mean, as it is, I'm not a fan of how involved she is in the storyline. Like, I just want her to wrestle. I just want her to wrestle, so. I feel ya. I feel ya. Cliff, are you still there this time? <clears throat> yeah, I'm still here this time. Okay, uh, what's your second? Does I like both these guys? This was pretty piss poor. And we're talking about SmackDown's match with Bobby Roode versus... I'm sorry, Raw's match versus Bobby Roode and KO. I just... I didn't like it. I just... I didn't even recall, like, great moments in the match. 
maybe when it was over, that might've been a great moment. Uh, just to me, it just, it didn't do anything for anybody. It didn't benefit nobody. It just, you know, the best part probably was when Braun came out and finished them both. Like in the middle of the ring, kind of felt like it was like a kind of like a great throwback to uh, Stone Cold when he stunned both Brock and Bill Goldberg. So I kind of was like, yeah, you know, I'm okay with that being the, the way it finished. Okay. Yeah, it was just it. Mm. So Bobby has won like what once on Raw? I think it's just once, and that was to qualify for the Money in the Bank because I don't think he has won anything else. I don't remember. I don't recall him winning another match. I don't. Re- I don't recall him winning anything on Raw. So a multi-man match. If you have to have a question mark at the end of that, <laughs> then it's probably no. Yeah. Katie, what was your last terrible moment of the week? Okay. Um. Sammy and Lashley still. I mean, not nearly as bad as last week, but. Oh. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, not not a not a fan of what they're doing with with Black Lesnar and poor Sammy Sammy Zane. Who's producing this? Yeah, no, no that's raw. It just, I keep doing the best thing you can with like terrible writing. Who is producing these segments for Bobby and Sammy? I don't know. They, Nick they need, they, they, Shinsuke needs to go up to them and punch him in the dick. Punch him in the ding ding. <laughs> You know what's really funny? Speaking of shit-ass okay. segments, it was a year from This Is Your Life, Bailey. So oh. it's kind of funny that, like, just a few days removed, it was a year since the last horrible, horrible segment, and now the, <laughs> the last week's not, obviously not this week, it was last week, but yeah. Yeah, but it's it's still funny. It's like, May is just the time of bad, bad Raw, it looks like, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. There's that. Yeah. Cliff, your last segment. So um, even though it was one of my favorite moments in a, moments of Raw, it was also one of my least favorite moments of Raw, and it has to be the women's Money in the Bank gauntlet match. Um, and for the reasons why we were talking about it, right? Sasha coming in last really didn't put her over as like she was like the strong face, and that mm-hmm. she had a to make it to that so that's what made it tough for me to even to kind of like enjoy it but i did enjoy the fact that sasha won so that's that would be my other one okay so okay. again we don't we don't have to really discuss that one anymore because we kind of already did but yeah no i yeah. see your point because i'm i'm, I'm kind of in the middle with that too i i see where both your points are because the highlight of it being ruby you know it had it was it was it had a better flow than the previous women's gauntlet match but again, it just did nothing really for Sasha coming in last and winning. It made it more like an opportunist, opportunistic thing. She's like, oh, I'm crying because I won again. Yeah. Like, like just, that's something a heel would do. I'm, I'm just saying. Moving on to the top five wrestlers that we are currently just super excited about they can be wrestlers from wwe tna ring of honor new japan progress triple a chikara whatever it is mm-hmm. top five wrestlers would prefer no repeats but if you have repeats it's fine katie who you okay. got girl who you All got right, girl so, so my my top five yeah let's go with the first one first okay um well 
So my favorite, um, Alistair Black, love him. What's he been doing lately, anyways? Well, you know, he's the NXT champion. He's, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not, he's going to be returning, uh, they said next week, I think, possibly, um, Alistair Black. I think he's going to show up on this, this NXT, so we'll see. Um, but he's just setting up his takeover match and being awesome. And I just love him. Okay, so we got Alistair. Mm-hmm. Who's your number two, Katie? My number two is Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. So Mr. UK title having ass. Yeah. Peter. He's still, in a, he's still in a feud with UE? Uh, yes. Alongside um, one two Oni and Danny Birch. Is that their team name? Is one two? Um, I don't think that's exactly. The, but we chant one two because one of them holds one up and the other one holds two up. So thing well, one and Danny thing Birch two. Peace sign. Yes, thing one and thing two. And they look very similar, so it's funny. Yeah, exactly. So he has some. Does he have a match? Uh, at NXT Chicago. Um. No, not that I know of. I don't think so. Isn't the UK tournament like in like a week? It's coming up. It's coming up, and I'm really he has a about he has a match then. I know that. So yeah, he's, he does. He's on the second day for that one. He faces the winner of whoever that is. Yeah. So number three, Katie. Number three for me is uh, Nikki Cross. Now that she's back on TV, finally. Finally. Uh, I love her. She's amazing. I can't wait for her match against uh, um, against Shayna Baszler. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do. Um, I always love when she's on my TV. Wait until you guys see the segment that they do with her and Shayna. Uh, coming up maybe next week, we after that. Um, I can't remember exactly when it was at the tapings, but it was at the tapings that I was at. Uh, hysterical. She's great. Everything she does is wonderful. I love her. Yeah, and Nikki Cross is back on TV. Does she still yes. have the same? Does she still have the same like sanity style entrance music, or did they change that yes. up already? Yeah, the one where she's screaming. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yes. Yes. Number four. Number four. Um, I will say Buddy Murphy. Just because of all the awesomeness he's producing on Two Hundred Five. Well, yeah. I mean, the moment he set foot on Two Hundred Five Live, he been on fire um i really i'm enjoying what they're doing with him i'm enjoying what he's doing uh really pleasantly surprised how good he is on the mic i mean he's incredible in the ring i'm really enjoying the whole juggernaut of the cruiserweight division and i'm looking forward he's a pleasant surprise yeah definitely a welcome one that's for sure and number five uh number five Five, let's see. I had I did my top ten, so I've got a bunch of people on here, but um I'll probably go with I mean Braun goes to sh- like I love Braun. I always, you know, I have Johnny on here, Braun. Um someone new, uh someone I got my eye on, um, because she's gonna be appearing at the UK tournament. Um there are rumors that she's signing and we think she's going to win the second May on Classic, Tony Storm. Tony Storm, huh? Yeah, she's, she's I amazing. mean, she's, she's amazing. A, she's, a, she's an talented, Aussie. 
She's an Aussie, isn't she? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. All the Aussie women's, man. All of the Aussie women's. God damn, right? Like, I mean... Rhea Ripley, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, fucking... Man, I love the iconic. Emma. Emma. You know I love the iconic. Yes, yes, Um, yes, yes. But yes, uh, fantastic. Keeping my eye out on her. I hope she does win. Um, I love her. She's super talented. She's super hot. I mean, super hot. Ooh, getting a little lesbianic up in here. Yeah, yeah, me and my boyfriend. Okay, before it gets too moist over there and you you help the tropical storm become the hurricane, Cliff, who do you have for your first pick? Uh, so we're gonna say uh, Ricochet. Obviously, we we've seen him in the last couple of matches. He's done really well. He looks like he's. It's just amazing to see what he's gonna do, and it's just kind of curious to see what else he can accomplish in the WWE as far as like what he's doing in NXT. So I definitely have to say Ricochet has to be the top person for for me. Number two, who so, you got for number two? So Lacey Evans is definitely gonna be my number two. Uh, NXT representing, I like the what they're doing with her character. It's kind of kind of a mix, which is like we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, she's just very intriguing to me. I just think that she's got a lot of potential. So we'll definitely see what they keep doing with her. I'm just excited to see what they're doing with her now, especially after she got her win, and see how they're going to capitalize on her going forward. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, she's got a lot of potential. Who who be your number three? So. Number three is a tag team, um, oh. and this is this is gonna be me kind of like it's gonna be kind of me just kind of doing something different. Well, um, but we have to go with the Young Bucks. So the reason I'm bringing up the Young Bucks though is because obviously we all know, uh, and if for people in the wrestling community and people who may not know, uh, All In sold in under 30 minutes and 29 minutes and 37 seconds, I believe is what Cody said. Uh, but they sold out uh, a 10,000 uh, seat arena. And in Chicago, and they didn't know if it was possible or not, but they did. Um, and there was a couple huge announcements that were made to kind of help drive that, but definitely something brought my attention. And I definitely like the fact that the Young Bucks, they are a fun tag team. I definitely love everything they've done, like in spite of WWE, especially where the WWE sent them a cease and desist letter and they just put it on as a t shirt. So mm-hmm. I've definitely had a lot of fun just like watching them, especially now that they don't do the two sweep, but they do the one sweep which I think is pretty interesting oh, way to just kind of tell them to stick it. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things that I definitely, I like, I like watching uh, th- that team, and they're very fun to watch. All right. Who's number four? Cody Rhodes. There, it just You mean just Cody? Said. Just Cody? You can't say, we what? can't put Rhodes with it anymore. We're just, we're just going to call, okay, we'll just call it what it is. American Nightmare. Like, he's... Yeah. You know, he's so much fun, great on the mic. Obviously, he's had huge success since leaving the WWE, and it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch him uh, grow and develop as a wrestler. He kind of knew that he had something going for him when he left. So once he left, he was just explosive on the scene. And I think a lot of old WWE guys, like, had a hand in that because they were able to kind of push him up. So, like, Kurt Angle, you know, he wrestled a couple matches with him, and we just watched Cody continue to do what Cody does. And now Cody's, you know, he's he's amazing to to see in new japan as well as just everywhere he goes he's just electric so definitely big ups to cody on that yes and And last but not least so this one's gonna be kind of interesting only in the sense that i had brought up all in but we don't really know what's going on and 
dictating in a couple weeks what's going to happen. We'll definitely see what's going to happen. Um, CM Punk. And I bring up CM Punk and excited because, uh, he, one, he's showing up to the day before the All-In. So there's a lot of speculation that he's going to show up to All-In, which has got me hyped because, uh, which is something I was going to bring up with you guys uh, later in the show. There's a, a cool little clip art that got put together. We'll talk about who it was featured. But CM Punk's definitely moved. And if we're talking about active wrestlers, obviously Braun Strowman has to be my other favorite person because just watching him steadily improve in a ring from just this big giant guy who couldn't move to a guy who's actually able to do, like, he just looks like a lightweight in, in, a, in a heavyweight body. Like, he's just super exciting to watch him be so athletic. So that kind of has to be my, my top. Like if it's if we're talking about any kind of wrestler just kind of making noise, CM Punk. If not, talk about Braun Strowman. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. All right. So my five will start off with the obvious, the obvious one, Drew McIntyre. Just yes. loving everything that he's going through. Loving every ever since he came back to WWE slash NXT, it has been literally uphill for him like he's just going up 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 and sky is the motherfucking limit there's just mm-hmm. no stopping him we we had as we know we had the issues or concerns i should say with him teaming up with dolph because dolph recently was just a fucking black hole of everything but mm-hmm. it's this just this this tandem this combination seems to be like perfect not only for drew and his rise but it's perfect for dolph and his revitalization so i know it's kind of a tandem thing together right now but specifically drew because he is going to be a main event champion within a year oh yeah i'm predicting it universal wwe whatever i i maybe even him taking the title off of seth come SummerSlam. Like I, it's, it's big things are going to happen with him because the people in the back love him. He has the presence. The crowd loves him or hates him. He's just he's ah yes. Uh, number two would be Kyle O'Reilly. I we love, love I love everything that Kyle O'Reilly does. I think he is hilarious. I think he he's got great technical ability. The fact that he, he, I, in my opinion, I think he carries a lot of Undisputed Era's bulk of like the charisma and everything else like that. And that's saying a lot because Adam Cole is literally a fucking tub of a vat of charisma. And the whole faction is just great in general, even with, you know, the monotonous Roderick Strong being in there now. I just think as a whole, as a unit, they're great. But Kyle O'Reilly specifically is. Got great things ahead for him. I love watching him. Shifting over to progress, we got Ginny. I oh. first saw I first saw Ginny uh, during WrestleMania 33's Access event. That was when I first saw her, and she actually went up against Tony Storm. Oh, during during that match. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. Like she is a great heel. She's got this great like look to her and everything. She's got presence about her. She's supposed to be in the Mayan Classic as well, oh. uh, because WWE has been scouting her as well. But she, if you haven't seen any of her stuff 
go watch it. She's actually teamed up with my number four pick, who is on WWE's radar, and he's from Georgia here. His name is Austin Theory. And he, oh. is hold, he holds a bunch of different titles right now. He has got this body like an Adonis, like God. And he is a great heel. He's got like high-flying technique. He's got the mat game technique down. He is just, he's great. And I've watched him. He actually had um, a tag mat, a mixed tag match with Ginny uh, for a couple events while uh, he was over in England. So I would definitely take a look at both of them if you guys have not seen them. But yes, Austin Theory and Ginny, fantastic. And my last that I can't wait for, it was just announced this past week. Correct me if I'm mispronouncing this name, but Yoshirai? I believe that's how you pronounce it, yes. Well, she is officially leaving stardom. Nice. As of June 17th, I think that's the date. Because she is supposedly signing with WWE. Apparently she's passed all the physicals, the heart problem and everything has been like has been taken care of. Well, I I actually heard that she do, so I'm not sure. Well, she's leaving she's leaving stardom. I do know that. Yes. And a bunch of other wrestlers who were very anti-WWE have tweeted like, fuck, please don't go, all that other stuff, because they're very anti-WWE. Um, so which makes me believe that she is heading to WWE and it was heavily rumored that they were um they were eyeing her for the May on Classic this year to kind of be nice. the new Kyrie Sane of uh-huh. this tournament. So I can only imagine having Miss Shirai versus Tony Storm, Ginny, Piper Niven, you know, some of the other people that bring him back. But yes. So those those be my top five of my wrestling stuff. It's pretty solid. Nice. I expect you guys to do your research on Ginny and Austin Theory, though, and come back next week with some things to say. Because um, I've seen, I've actually seen Ginny in um, person when we were last year. Um, <laughs> Tony Storm and her at the Progress Yes. Oh my god, why did Tony Storm and Ginny have such great chemistry? Like, it's just like a fight forever type thing. Yep. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely talented. Um, looking forward to see if she she shows up. I'm wondering if she'll be possibly at the UK thing. Um, but, oh yeah, she will. I'm pretty sure she's gonna be in a, uh, a Fatal 4-Way. At the U- uh, for the UK tournament? Yeah, I think that's what Michael was just saying. Um, you know, four way, four girls. Uh, Tony Storm was one of them. I believe she's the other and two other girls in a four way. Um, actually, just got a text message. Uh, he heard me from the other room. He said, correct. <laughs> so, yes, Jenny's going to be in it. Um, it's to face uh, Shayna. It's to face Shayna. So, it's so it's Jenny, yeah. Tony Storm. Who else? Um, the let's see, the other one, uh, it was crap. Um, that was or is still dating Aleister Black. Um, shit, what was her name? Hold on, I'm asking him who it was. Uh, All right, so I have it. It's Isla Dawn, Ginny, uh, Killer Kelly, and Tony Storm. Okay. I don't know the other two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Killer Kelly and Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn is one that was 
Walker is still dating Alistair Black. Um, I don't know anything about Killer Kelly. Yeah, so... It would be interesting to see her. Yes. So, so far, we for that UK tournament that you since you just mentioned, uh, we have on the first day, which is June 18th, because it's a two-day event, we have British Strong Style versus the Undisputed Era in a six-man tag match. Then we have the Fatal 4-Way match to determine the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship for the next day. And then we have the the UK tournament. So it's going to be nine matches total. Uh-huh. First day. Second day, you have Adam Cole versus someone uh, to be announced for the NXT North American Championship. You have Shayna versus the winner of the Fatal 4-Way the day prior. You have Undisputed Era Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong versus a to-be-determined tag team for the NXT Tag Team Championship. You have Pete Dunne versus the winner of the UK tournament. And then we have Aleister Black and Ricochet versus EC3 and Velveteen Dream. Nice. Like, yeah, that sounds like a fun match to me. Why is this card already so much better than a pay-per-view that's like on the main roster? Like, ah, I can't stand <laughs> it. I can't stand NXT because I can't. I, I love it so much. So, any other final thoughts for what? Yeah, so really quick, let's talk about this because this is something that's going to be kind of fun. Um, So, uh, as we know, SmackDown was sold to Fox, correct? Everybody knows that. Yeah, it's like a $1 billion billion deal altogether with advertising and everything else like that, yeah. So SmackDown Live is going to be be now on uh, some sort of Fox network. Yep, so either on Fox or Fox Sports 1, it's going to be on, it's supposedly going to take over October 2019. Um, but yeah, a billion dollars. Uh, fun fact though, here's the better part of it all. NBCU apparently contacted Fox and told them not to take SmackDown because they were embarrassed by the product that was being sent by the WWE. What? Hold on. This information was leaked out by a Fox executive who told Stephanie McMahon to her face what NBCU said. Wow. So, NBC told Fox, don't buy it or don't do the deal because we are embarrassed about the product. Right. So NBC is embarrassed about the product they have on their networks. Yeah, which apparently, obviously, we know that uh, Raw, obviously, is owned, USA owns is owned by NBC. Right, so mm-hmm. raw, obviously, right, right. So wow, way to like, mm. Mm. wow. Told you this would be fun. Told you this would be fun to debate, right? Right before we came on. Do we know? Do we know when Raw's contract is up with USA? I thought so it was like raw 2022 is, or something. Yeah, so Raw is actually in talks right now with USA oh. to make it the largest contract offer for raw mm. that the wwe has had in its history obviously we're talking a billion dollars for smackdown we're probably talking 1.5 billion maybe more for raw and if it's true that it's that that was actually something that was said to stephanie mcmahon i would imagine that nbc is gonna pony up a pretty penny for raw for the next couple years if they're gonna want to get them 
because I I knew that Vince and the rest of WWE corporate didn't don't want to leave USA for whatever reason because it's like it's basically guaranteed money. But with that type of shit, and if Fox, I think Fox would be playing to try to get Raw as well because Fox already said that they want to do like widespread coverage of WWE and have have talk about it on their sports channels like they uh, are doing with ESPN in some sort of way. They would have cross promotional tactics with like Monday Night Football and stuff like that. And Sunday night football yeah. and stuff like that. They would they would promote it more than USA does, which USA barely promotes, you know, their shows, the 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 their wrestling shows. So Fox is all in with it, no pun intended, to have the to have this show on their brand and actually promote it because they know how much money it brings in. And yeah. if if NBC said that shit. Were, were they, if they were shady enough, and Fox was even shadier to go to fucking McMahon's and be like, yo, this is what your current partner thinks of your product. You know, come to... I could see them definitely saying, you know, come to us where we want to value your product and actually pro- help promote it with you because we believe in it. I... Ooh. Ooh. How much fun would it also be... How much fun would it also be if Fox came to WWE and said... Don't worry about corporate sponsors. We've got you. Here's what we want you to do. And this is the direction we'd like to see you guys head in. And then we talk about, you know, maybe not so much like a lot of like blood matches, but we're talking about the reintroduction of Pyros, the, you know, a little bit of a hardcore, more hardcore kind of side. Like we're looking at like things that definitely could be playing up to where fans are going to be drawn back into a WWE because of, you know, the reins being loosened up a little bit on, on WWE. I can see that happening with Fox because Fox, depending on, you know, where they want to go with it, but you know, it definitely has potential. I mean, the drama, Ooh, 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 (laughs) that's just like the gay drama juices in my body are flowing. I want to know more. I want to be a fly on the wall with that shit. I live the drama. Here's one other one, right? So about, about three hours ago, prior to us starting up this pod, uh, there was a trailer leaked out. And this is kind of why I, I mentioned my fifth spot person, even though not really fifth. So uh, it was a teaser, but the people who were putting it out, uh, GTS, uh, all in literally were promoting uh, a speculation match between Kenny Omega and CM Punk at All In. For All In 2. For All In 2? They're already talking about it? They're already talking about a possibility of doing All In 2. Shit. Can we just get down to the first one first before we start talking about a second one? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We know the possibility of of Cody and everyone else. Now, now explain to me cuz maybe I'm just confused and maybe you can help other people explain it. What is the significance with this all in aspect? Is it something that those three are funding by themselves? Yes. Yeah. It is it's the Young Bucks and it's Cody and they they wanted to sell out an arena a 10,000 seat arena because they've been told it wasn't possible. And people like, you know, like Cornette had told them that they're crazy for even thinking about 
being able to do it, you know, and obviously, um, I forget who it is from the Young Bucks, is really, really tight with CM Punk. So they've been chatting back and forth about possibly having Punk come and wrestle for the organization, even though um, yeah, everybody knows uh, CM Punk in his interview with Colt Cabana said that he would never come back to a WWE arena. But to a smaller promotion, there's definitely a huge possibility for him to do it. Right. And it, obviously, this being in his hometown in Chicago, as soon as tickets went on sale, actually it was a day before they announced that CM Punk was going to be at Star In. I think that's what it was called, or Star Access. Starcade. Starcade. Is it Starcade? Star. Starcade's more of a North Carolina, Carolina thing. I wouldn't think it was that. Yeah, it was. It was something Star Access or something along that lines. But uh, yeah, CM Punk was announced. And so then, like, as soon as they opened up the tickets, everybody speculated that CM Punk was going to show up to the arena at All In and that that was going to be, like, the next big thing. So there's a bunch of rumors of CM Punk possibly coming back for at, for the All In event, but more importantly, to wrestle at All In 2 next year. Oh, it's called StarCast. Okay. StarCast. Yeah. I'm 100% behind it because it's CM Punk. Yeah, and if CM Punk goes, fucking AJ Lee goes, and I'm all about some fucking AJ Lee. I miss AJ Lee so fucking much. So I don't know what you guys' opinion on her was or is, but I was a fan of AJ Lee. You know what was funny though is I saw recent pictures of her, and it wasn't actually it wasn't recent. It was like it might have been like a year and a half ago, and she kind of like looked like she kind of like gained a lot of weight, but then recently she posted up on her Instagram. And she looks like she's back in wrestling shape. So it's oh. very interesting to see because she and she definitely, you know, she's in sporting like glasses and more kind of like a I don't, professional kind of look versus like right. her, you know, a ghost style. But definitely very interesting to see her more like toned down, but then very like much in shape, too. So it's like, all right, well, I could definitely see you trying to get in on this match or get in somewhere into this so it's interesting to see okay what what i didn't we didn't really talk a whole lot when aj lee was around so what was your opinion on her um i actually um i was not really watching when she was around um i started watching kind of while she was still away um and then when she came back and nikki won the title off of her in that 10 second callback to Brian Sheamus uh, Wrestlemania match um, and then up until Wrestlemania and then when she left um, so I only kind of saw the tail end of her career there um, I never was too crazy about her um, just personally I thought she was the best that they had for a while um, she definitely is a good wrestler I'd like to see what she could do now um, with the girls that are in the company. Um, oh, yeah, because fucking... Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. a dream match. I have a dream match. What is your dream match? AJ Lee versus fucking Becky Lynch. Oh, God. Yeah, no, amazing. Would be amazing. That, like, of, of all the four horsewomen, it's it's Becky, specifically. Yeah, nice. Becky. It's and it's just they, they would have such good chemistry because we've yeah. uh, technically you've we've already seen AJ versus Bailey, and I think there was also an AJ versus Sasha at one point as well. But AJ versus Becky, hands down, 
book it. I'm sold. I'd buy the t-shirt. I'd buy the... Uh Oh, yeah. No. I I was a huge, huge AJ Lee mark. Like, to the point where on my phone, it was... Her theme song was my ringtone for every fucking thing. And this is back when I worked at GameStop. So it was literally an obsession with AJ Lee. I loved everything about her. And during the time that she was champ, she literally was the best that they had to offer in the women's division. No discounting. Naomi wasn't ready. Natty was... You had freaking... I mean... Caitlyn. Caitlyn was okay. Caitlyn was okay. Eve, that... She was there when she Eve was exiting. Yeah, she was on the way out, anyways. But Eve was pretty decent. Eve was another one that, you know, really worked her ass off to get to that point. And but she, I still found her a little pretentious and everything. But no, AJ was the best that that division had to offer at that time. Gee, she cut like one of my favorite promos, like that pipe bomb, like yeah, the, the whole divas. Oh my god, the, the diva pipe bomb, where she yes. literally was just like. I've held this belt for 243 days. I am your longest running Divas champion. And then everybody was just in the crowd was like, CM Punk, CM Punk, uh, CM Punk. That's the reason why she fucking left because it wasn't about her. It was about her fucking husband. Yeah. It's such bullshit because she is just as talented. And she was more talented than the fucking Bellas. And I thought it was great that she passed the basically the, the passed the torch off to Paige because they had a great feud. And it just sucks what happened with Paige, but still AJ, ah that first so match. Much. That first match post WrestleMania when AJ mm-hmm. Lee and Paige fought for the Divas title. That I wasn't even was a match. Like, that was like five minutes. Was, but it was perfect because AJ it dropped, was it got the title yeah. off of AJ. Paige got the title off of AJ. It was just a great moment. Uh, you, you know, one of my things I really liked about AJ Lee was that AJ, AJ could sell everything. Oh, yeah. She was like Ziggler style selling. Yeah. Like her body would just go fucking limp. And I think that's where I think Ziggler is the one who taught her how to do that. 100%. Because she used to not really sell that well before she teamed up with Ziggler. And then, like, right then and there, she, she would start selling it more. Like, her body would go limp and everything else like that, a la Ziggler. And it was just, uh, oh, my God, I miss her! Okay. <laughs> I remember when they had, like, the little faction together, when it was, um... Biggie, uh, Biggie Ziggler, Ziggler, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was a great, it was a great mix yeah. of guys, and then like, yeah. it was it was AJ's bodyguard, like Biggie was mm-hmm. AJ's bodyguard, <laughs> and he was and crushing they, and people. They taunted Caitlyn and everything. It was great. All right, so real quick, since we talked about AJ Lee, let's do a final three. Your top three favorite past women's wrestlers. Oh. Katie, go. China. That's one. I miss her. Um, China, uh, Lita. Uh, I'm blanking. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't. Barbie blank. You're Barbie blank. Barbie, yeah, Barbie blank. No, no, no. <laughs> I definitely feel it was Barbie blank. Beth, Beth Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Cliff. Medusa. Okay. Uh, AJ Lee, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, Trish Stratus. Mine would be AJ Lee, Victoria. Mm-hmm. 
if she wasn't if she wasn't back, I Mickey James would be up there. But since she's back, I'm not gonna put her in there. I would have to ooh, number three, I would have to say Lita. Mm-hmm. Lita, I just yeah. Mm. But you know what's so funny about that though is that you guys said Lita and I said Trish, and we know that they had like the best rivalries, like yeah, about the whole yes. time. That's just, it's just funny that clearly we can see like, hey, you know, we we acknowledge greatness where it where it is. <laughs> the Trish and Rita, Lita rivalry is literally only rivaled by I think one other women's rivalry, and it it's it's a, it's in in second place, solidly. Like nothing will ever beat it, Trish and Lita. But Trish and Mickey James, I think, is a solid number two of like the best women's rivalries. Oh, WrestleMania! Such an awesome match. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything else that had that epicness about it, like with the build, like the long build up and everything, like Trish and Lita had, like Trish and Mickey had. I can't really think of anything else. So, but yeah. All right. Well. Other than that, we can talk about women's wrestling next time. So we can talk about it next week if we don't. I'm always that. I'm always up for talking about women's wrestling. We know you love the titties. Yeah, because yes. I have some. <laughs> well, I know you have some bigger pajanga dongas. Oh my god, I can't stand you. Oh my god, I can't stand you. Where's the SpongeBob meme? All right, guys. <laughs> so thanks for joining in. You. Thank you for coming. Shut up, you pessimistic bitch. So thank you for joining us. We have Katie, Miss Pessimisms over there. Miss yeah. Pezzabusums. Pezzabusums. Yes! It works! <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, uh, the bosoms. Oh, and then right. we have Cliff, the big red dog. Oh. <laughs> Thanks don't, guys for joining in. Don't 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 encourage him like that, okay? Because he knows I have a tattoo of a red dog on me, so Oh my god, <laughs> do you really? I yeah, really he do. He really does. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Goodbye guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>